Hey, welcome to Monday night. Nah, it ain't no football yet. Welcome to OTSBS. We appreciate you all joining us tonight. As always, we come here to talk about the topics that are going to occur, some type of dialogue, get everybody involved. But before we can do that, I got to bring on my partner in crime, as always, that man, Uncle Leroy, what's happening? Hey, man, a lot's happening, you know what I'm saying? Fantasy Football Lives Matter on Monday, you know what I'm saying? This is the OTSBS show, you know what I'm saying? This should do it on with Leroy. Don't say the Leroy without the junior. What's happening with you, though? Hey, it's Monday. Trying to do this show, because you know after that, after we get off here, I got to get on this too, man. My boy's playing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But look, hey, what, you know, what people don't know is hanging out with us, we got it from the Thursday Speak It show. So we got Speak It with... Surely hanging out with us on the OTSBS show. So we got to <clears throat> let me get my vocals together before we bring her on. The none, the other. Wah! Hello. Good hey, evening. Wow. Good evening. Good evening. Happy yeah. Monday. <laughs> Happy Monday well, to you. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. Exactly. exactly. Four, almost four days closer to the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to recover. Look, let me I, tell I, you. Hey, yeah, somebody had a special weekend. I yes, my birthday weekend. Hey, okay. mm-hmm. you know what I'm we got a clap there, though. And I need to shout out my sister, Dr. India G, or Dr. G. She turned 40 and we celebrated her. It was a great weekend. Saw the fam. It was good. We tried to wear our mask, but we we look, we got our family love in and it was nice. Right. That up. Shout out to Dr. G, that's grand fam. Shout out to I see CJ uh, hanging out with us in our watch party. I see a Victoria representing uh, Ultimate T's hanging out with us in our watch party. But hey, let's get it going. Like, we got some good topics today. Most Man. definitely do. First topic for the night, and it kind of floated a little bit around the uh, the group, kind of seen a little bit online as well. I love my um, personal timeline in reference to WNBA versus the NBA salaries. So, you know. There's definitely some dis- some difference there. <laughs> wait, wait. Should I-, I was just about to say you was ready to call BS on it. Like she was like she was ready. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm gonna let you finish, but go ahead. Well, you gotta look at it from an aspect of let me see if I can get this pulled up here. Hold on one second. So you know, um there we go. So NBA players, I think the average of them, let's see what we got here. Y'all see that okay? Well, I can see it. Let's see. Zoom in on that a little bit. Let me see. I know what I've kind of seen, and it is some OTSBS, but you know, <laughs> this is the people see. It's getting started early. Early, real early. Disparities and pay. We need some pay equity for these players. So looking at the average salary, we're going to jump right into the the meat and potatoes of this conversation. The average salaries. The NBA is $6.4 million versus $71,635. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Not $700,000. You said seven one. Hit it again. Seven one six three five. That sounds versus... like a that sounds like a zip code. Wait. <laughs> Thanks. Hmm. Wow. No bueno. No bueno. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead. 
What in the world? Talk to me about that in terms of the numbers. It's the same thing with tennis too, but we're not going to go all deep. We're talking WNBA. We're talking Ooh. NBA, but okay, come on, talk. I'm I'm being rude on y'all show. While we bring out this BS. So let, let's, let's get it. <laughs> so the top salaries, and you can see um, this is from I want to say this data might be from 2019 because I know they just did a new deal back in July, but it only went up by 3%. So at this point in time, you're looking at Steph Curry was the highest paid at $40 million annually hmm. versus Brittany Griner at $113,500. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. <laughs> that, that's astronomical. <laughs> yeah. And so, go ahead, tell me, go from so, your perspective. So, from my perspective, I'm thinking from the economical side of it. Um, you know, you're looking at the revenue that the NBA is doing. They're doing 7.4 billion versus 60 million. 60 million isn't chump change by all means, but compared to 7.4 billion, it's a big difference in there. Now, the biggest drivers for that are going to be. The ticket prices, you're looking at $89 for the NBA, it's about around about $17 and some change on the WNBA. And then you're looking at the attendance, 18000 on average versus 6768 So not only are they way below an average ticket price, but they're about a third of the attendance. Out. <laughs> <laughs> and with that said, being a business owner, it makes sense, like you said, they can't even afford to give them the same amount of money. But then you would also question, is the same level of marketing and attention put into the WNBA as it is into the NBA? Like you said, they've taken time to build the NBA. They had to build to that. All players from the past did not get paid, right, that amount. Right. Like old school players, Wilt Chamberlain is not getting, did not get paid. Yeah, and they they are the foundation, right? Those th those are the guys back then that these new guys looked up to and all of that kind of stuff. So they they built the legacy of what we know. Um, so I know that you have to start from somewhere, but the WNBA has been out for a, quite some time. Even the late, great Kobe Bryant said that women just don't get the cred that they need. There are some women ballers that are out there, like, really, really balling. And... Uh I think it becomes an issue of marketing and value. And that's the same thing with women all over the globe. So don't even get me going, but you know, girl power out here, really I'm out here for promoting women and us doing our best and demanding what we deserve. And I just think not enough marketing time, attention and value has been placed on what they bring to the sport. I have respect for those women. So, yeah. all right, I'm going to ask you this question. What do they bring? Because, you know, some can say, going back to the Al Bundy day, you know, some you youngsters might not know about the Al Bundy. You know, the interest might not be in women playing basketball. So what do they bring? They can't dunk. So how can, you know, how can that product be enhanced? Uh-oh. Uh -oh. You want to so you're saying there? that one's ability <laughs> to dunk is the only thing that makes the sport great? I don't think so. You have the defense, you have, you know, defense, you have the heart of the players, you have the camaraderie, you have the straight up competitive nature of all of the teams. And uh, 
small confession. <laughs> I played basketball in high school. I wasn't all that great. I'm a better speaker than I am an athlete, but I mean, I gave it my all. I mean, there were some girls on the team, they had hustle. So you're trying to tell me that women can't hustle and it's not exciting to see a close women's game, just like it's, I mean, just like a man's game. Maybe they don't dunk, but they out there scrapping. Do you hear me? Oh, oh, oh. Hey. <laughs> I agree. But, you know, great to, for you to call that out because, you know, I wanted you to speak it because at mm -hmm. the end of the day, you know, some people yeah. go into every product, everything looking for a certain thing. You know, yes, women, you know, no women, they're not dunking, but no. there are some that are. That needs to be highlighted. Why they don't have, you know, a dunk contest or making a poster highlighting that stuff. The things that, you know, come natural in the NBA, like threes, hustle. That's what the WNBA brings. Yeah. Because on the other side, you know what the NBA doesn't bring? Those things. They don't bring hustle. They don't bring that to that. They don't bring this. You know, they just bring a different love because they're getting paid these big salaries. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the point. Good point. So, all right, we got here uh, Joe hanging out with us. Appreciate, appreciate you for hanging out with us, Joe. He said, this goes back to the last show on to the last show on shoes. I have a WCBB player and they're limited game shoes. Good point. Good point. That's Very all good point. You know, and, you know, in the big brands showing the interest into the product, into the sport. So that's it right there. Like you said, the interest and mm -hmm. Joe saying the marketing. So that goes to what I like to call the chicken or the egg theory. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm probably going to show my age a little bit here, but um, <laughs> you're making me hungry. Point, <laughs> I don't know about your age. <laughs> but at one point in time, the NBA was not the juggernaut that it is now from a marketing standpoint. Uh, you had it was actually probably a, a very distant number three spot behind the MLB and the NFL. Reason being, they really didn't market at that point in time. They had, they was more of a regional thing. Obviously, you had the Knicks that were good. Um, the Lakers weren't the Lakers as they are now, and so on. And, um, you know, they actually, when Magic Johnson and, Bill and Larry Bird came in to the NBA, they jumped on board with that. I give a lot of credit to David Stern for being able to identify that. He knew that they needed to do something different in order to drive the revenue that they were looking for. They had a good product. But a lot of people wasn't watching it. Once, because you had Larry Bird and uh, Magic Johnson, they just come off that um, NCAA championship where they fought against each other with a battle in the um, finals. And then they went over it immediately to the NBA and they were Lakers versus Celtics. You mm -hmm. know, they capitalized on that. You have the most historic franchise at the time, you know, the, the actual Celtics versus the new glitz and glamour on the West Coast with the Lakers. So they capitalized on the East Coast versus West Coast, Bird against Johnson. And they built that marketing machine up from the ground up. Once they did that, people got interested in it. They remember what they saw in the, in the NCAA finals. Um, finals. And it's like, I want to see what they're going to do now yeah. as professionals. Once okay. the interest came in, the ratings went up, and then the advertisers came and knocking. So it goes back to what we said at the beginning, the actual marketing part of it. They need to be able to take the most popular players. I think Brendan Grimes, she can dunk with ease, right? If I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she's so one that can dunk. If, if it dunks you won't, you know, you got somebody that can dunk. Me, I enjoy watching WNBA games. 
it's it's the game still in its pure form. You got the correct shooting, you got the chest passes, the players are drawn. You can see everything develop. Not, it's it's athleticism, but, that's, but, but that's not because, to that level. But that's because it's before the big brand get to it. That's what I'm saying. You saying you like the the genuine form of it. That's because no one is tapped into it. So you know it's going to be like a you know you take this and give this away. So um, you know I definitely think that you know it plays a a role into it. It's the marketing, mm-hmm. not just the marketing. It's the it's the strategic marketing of it because Gloria Glow what was it Glow came out Glow Wrestling. It was women's wrestling. You know. Right. And, once that came out, you know, it really didn't hit, you know, it didn't come out. Then they started building up, you know, character. They started building up these women wrestlers. And, man, I was a little, well, a little, to- little tadpole, knee off, uh, roll, whatever that stuff say. I was watching it. You know, that's how I became a wrestling fan. You know, oh, wow. So, you know, that- I don't remember Glow, what you're saying. But like you said, I remember watching sports with my dad and my brother and watching, like you said, Lakers versus Celtics. I was into it. Um, women's wrestling, same thing. Dark Journey, whatever. Missy Hyatt, all that. I, I think it was Missy Hyatt. She used to carry like a little uh, purse, like a dooney or something. It was like the purse. It was the fashion. <laughs> they were in there scrapping. But the point is, like you said, marketing is key. And maybe, I don't know, if they're gauging it by the interest of the fans, it's kind of like you said, we have so much coming at us at all times. But if they wanted to grow, they are going to have to market it. It's still out there. They still have a league and those women are out there working hard. And when they do that, then they should definitely revisit the salaries because, man, they're making well, the guys on the bench are making more than the women at the top of the WNBA. That's just not cool. Facts. Facts, you know, and and you know, and the thing is, the NBA is the parent company of the W of, of the W NBA. So, so do my sisters right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Take some of that revenue from here and put it over there, hmm. just like that. Okay. Show me like what? We picked a good topic tonight. <laughs> I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Right, she got the vocals. She ready now. So, um, what the data shows us? I mean, like, what, what, you know, what, what should we do? What do you think about that, Coach Lee? As we've been saying continuously here, we need to make sure that we, you know, support them. Case in point, there's a WA team right here in the DFW area. They play at the UTA. I've never been to a game other than the fact when they originally came here. That's the only thing we've heard about them as far as the team. There's no coverage on the news. There's no coverage as far as billboards and things around the city. It's terrible. They move from Tulsa. They're probably going to end up moving from here somewhere else. They're not getting the same type of attention that's needed. And again, shame on it on the NBA for that. And you know, and everyone, like I'm gonna take self accountability. We should actually, the person, be held accountable to take interest in that. You know, because you know we should want to do that. I posted, you know, in a group that uh, you know we're trying to get Asian Wilson uh, an interview with. Not many people knew who she was. You know, one guy was like, right. is the WNBA still available? You know, so it's like, you know, hey, you know, at the end of the day, if you want something to work, it takes everyone, a, you know, a collective approach to make it work. That's all I'm saying. Just like, I'm pretty sure the NBA had to come to that same terms and they made it work. Let's make the WNBA work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Give them a shot, man. Stop this. I'll play a game. <laughs> 
<laughs> Talking about playing game, that leads into our next topic. <laughs> Ooh, this might be a little hot one right here, yeah, man. It might be, bro. It's getting hot in here. Uh, 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 uh. So, I mean, the W, you know, so they show solidarity. The WNBA and the NBA show solidarity to do a strike. Hmm. So, that leads us to our next topic. Let's get this out. On behalf of ourselves and our team, we are going to place a statement as a team today. NBA players are sending a message after a national outcry. It all started after the Milwaukee Bucks announced they would be sitting out their scheduled playoff game Wednesday night. There. So, what do you think about the NBA strike? Was it worth it? Because right now, data shows there is no data on the voting poll. So a part of the agreement for the NBA strike was, you know, the owners and the players that were spearheaded by LeBron James and Michael Jordan, shout out to them, they came to an agreement to whereas some NBA owners, well, all NBA owners will be using their facilities as a voting center. And that was one of the stipulations for them to resume the NBA bubble. So first question, do you think should athletes stay out of politics? This is, well, I'll go first. Why not? I'm, I'm stepping out here. Should athletes stay out of politics? They are human beings. They vote. They have a voice. They have a platform. I feel like for a lot of years, people would say when things would happen, right? People would say, well, what about all these people that have a platform? What about these athletes? What about these singers? What about these, you know, actors? What about blah, 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 blah. Now they're doing it. They're stepping up. Maybe they're learning just like we're learning. They probably know as much as we know. They might know more than what we know. We can't assume that just because they play a sport and that's their main focus, that they're not paying attention to what's going on in the world. They care too. It matters. It matters for their fans. So for their fans' lives, they might be at would be what would be considered an upper echelon, a different tax bracket, but the people who come out to watch them, who sacrifice and pay their hard earned dollars to see these people play, they matter. Therefore, just like politicians should vote and speak on the interests of their constituents, hey, why not these athletes? I applaud LeBron James and the people who stood up and they use their voices because people try to mute them and just say, just bounce the ball, just do this. I think we are in a new place with this. And I like where it's going. Like I said, maybe they didn't always get it right, but they're doing the best that they could do with their platform, just like we should do as citizens. So hats off. Mm. I call no BS on that. I call, yeah, clap it up. (laughs) Okay, okay, look. Check, check, check. Who's next? Hey, can you ready to take, uh, what's your take on this, uh, Cozy? So my take, I'm going to take it from a different aspect. I agree with everything that Ben Shirley said. Um, But I would like to see them take it a step further Um, versus just simply having an opinion on who their votes would be for or what they look at. I think they should take it from the aspect of encouraging people to get more informed on their own, to be able to go out, take the facts, look over it and come to their own conclusion. Um, I think, you know, from that standpoint, people will be a lot more efficient if they take the time to educate themselves on it, to come to their own conclusions versus being you know what i like to call microwave politics you want it fast you want it easy take the time to do it because your decision your vote counts and 
you can determine, especially on a local level. You know, we got the president mm -hmm. thing up there, the governors, things of that nature. But it's the local votes that affect you because Correct. that's in your backyard. Correct. Right. Those right. judges have a lot mm. of judges, a lot of positions on that ballot. That is so very true. Right. Wow. Good points. Good points. And, you know, one thing, you know, because I'm all about, you know, effective change and effective approach. So was this effective? Not as effective. You know, maybe this was their first try, but hopefully that they continue to keep it right. Because some saying that the owners will go back to taking the, you know, the Black Lives Matter, these equality statements off the jerseys from off the, you know, from once they get out of the bubble, who knows what happens next. But one thing that I do applaud the athletes for being aggressive and being leaders and pushing this forward. So as long as they can continue to push this forward and not, not allow the politics to muffle it, I'm all for it. But exactly, exactly. And then can we really gauge how effective it is until after this election? I mean, I think that's going to be something that we can look at and consider as we go forward. But in terms of you have people, people as in current administration trying to suppress the vote. And then you have these NBA centers that are opening up and saying, we're going to create room. We have space. I voted at the Toyota Center here in Houston. I wow. probably was in and out in about 10 minutes. They had plenty of space you could just walk in and that was one of the issues right the long lines the long way yes. they had a drive-through they had so so much available it was all social distancing was available wow. and then that way you don't have to worry about the mail-in ballots and then also the um, nrg where the texans play they are open so it is creating I would say reducing the wait time. I think that's encouraging to more people. I chose to go there because it was close. I was going to another voting center, but when I realized, oh, you know, Toyota Center is close to me, I walked, literally, I strolled to the poll. <laughs> I walked wow. over there because it was just convenient for me. And I feel like we're in this society where convenience matters. We're working, we're yeah. trying to take care of ourselves and our family. So that in itself, I think, is effective in at least a short-term impact that we now have more space, you know, more room, more voting booths and all of that kind of stuff. So we'll see. Well, Cause you know, some people are victim, you know, they just continue to do what they do. You know, they like just, you know, stick to the same routine. How did you become aware of that vote center right there at the uh, Toyota center? Harris votes. I looked up, I really, looked at what is this going to be like? I prepared myself. And I think that's what we all need to do because we don't know how this thing is going to go down. I knew I was going to vote early. So they tell you, be prepared, have a voting plan. I went to Harris Votes, which is the county that I live in. And I think people should look for, you know, look up their county. You can mm. search on it and figure out what's close and what's convenient. There are 24 hour polls out here. So we have no wow. excuses in this election. Yep. Mm. It's, it's available. So if we scream, yeah, it, it's available to us. So I looked it up. Just Google it, figure out what's close to you. And when it's early voting, you don't have to vote at your usual voting site. You can vote anywhere in your county. Mm -hmm. Just make sure you have your ID available. That's wow. a big one. ID, valid ID. Valid. Yes. <laughs> and bring your voter's registration card because you never know. Just in case. Yeah. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us, Joe. He's uh, He says... They must learn from Ali, Russell, Jay Brown. They were present at rallies, not behind the camera. Be available to the people. Mm, good, good, good point. Not mad at it. Yeah. Good, good point. So, all right. 
this here. You have, you know, you had the opportunity to go and be and vote at one of these stadiums, you know, at one of these uh, facilities. So should NBA owners continue to use their facilities as voting centers moving forward? Because you know this is a business. So it's not just five hundred dollars light bill to keep the lights on. You know, they you know they have a staff <laughs> that they have to pay. So moving forward, you know, should you know uh, should they keep the doors open? What do you think about this, Coach Lee? I, me personally, as always, I think that the NBA, they were kind of forced in a corner on here. Um, they saw what was going on as far as the movements that were occurring around the country. Um, they've always been one of the leaders in regards to um, people of color and opportunities. Um, you know, probably one of the first major sports to be integrated. Uh, you know, and with that being said, I think they knew that they've got this one segment they care about the athletes and, and things going on, but they got this other side that we just want to watch basketball. So I think, I don't know if they will redo that again, but as far as their involvement at that level, I know Adam Silver's already come out. He's kind of said that they, they expect to go back to some normalcy next year <laughs> as, as way he was quoted. It could have, you know, it was a 51% decline in ratings. It could have something to do with that. Uh, you know, just like we said earlier, if the viewers don't watch, the revenue stops and it affects, you know, the the, um, the bottom line. So I, I don't know if they're going to do that again. Should they do that? I believe what, you know, what Joe said, um, being out in the communities. You may even want to go and take a step further as far as like um, go to the uh, more traditional neighborhoods and things of that nature that, that support you. Are you trying to reach out to after school programs? Uh, recreation and community centers help your local government out with you know if you got enough um, income that you can donate to build a rec facility it doesn't have to come out of the taxpayers money you can do it as a tax write-off it's a win-win for everybody hmm. well one of the participants at my watch party shout out to the people in my watch party um tony armstrong said most of the facilities are owned by the municipality or county in which they are situated it's really up to the owner and in and in many cases that's mm -hmm. the government right that's what i when, when they that's what i was saying when everyone's like oh this is great idea but it's still governed by the government good call out good call out so to this point so everyone was making this push, you know, everyone was making this push as, okay, hey, um, the NBA is horrible. These owners are horrible, you know. So who's horrible now? They called their hands and they put it up there. So, I, you know, I'm, let me answer this question. So should the NBA owners and uh, continue to use the facilities? Yes, only because it proved effective now when it was closed because these facilities aren't open you know they got COVID protocols so they're working on a skeleton crew so they were able to fund them right now so going you know back next year to the uh regular norm these things are open so yes they should do that you know and with them doing that they should host like boy scouts they should host local community you know community things they should get more involved in the community so once they do use these things as voting centers people know about it because I was a teacher and I knew one thing doing voting, the school was turned into a voting center and the local yeah. government knew that as well, because that's what, that's what, that's what, you know, the data shows. Mm -hmm. So I think that it was, the ball was missed just because it showed the void from the owners to the 
you know, to the fans, to the local government, to the local community. How did they not know about this? So, hey, to be honest, they should do you know what you're saying. They should do as far as the facility being open. And I'm gonna be a little selfish here, as a former uh, season ticket holder. Once you drop those prices down, so the average guy can afford to go to the game. Now, sometimes we need an outlet, and you be able to take you no know, family of four without having to put a small fortune down. Because at one point in time, you can go to a game for under hundred bucks. So right now, it's all about the you know the big sponsors. You're already getting the dollars from them on the commercials, but then you're catering to them in that aspect, and you're pricing yourself out of the the, the actual people that support you through thick and thin. Those sponsors are not sticking around. If you're watching um, the the um, it's the Bob where well, it used to be the Bobcats, the Hornets um, b- basketball. Yes, Michael Jordan. Why are you bringing up the Hornets? You know, but <laughs> 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 yeah, they stole my team. But case in point, though, it's they're the, no bad basketball team, and <laughs> they don't have a lot of advertising. Jordan and I always on the sideline. And so, you know, with that being said, you probably still got a lot of people still buying their T-shirts, their hats, things of that nature. That's the average people. They're supporting mm-hmm. you through thick and thin, off-season, when your Loyal. team sucks. Reward them. Loyal. Do you think they're going to do that when people, it's like the supply and demand, when people are more than willing to pay, they scrape, they do whatever they have to do to get the tickets. And it really is a shame. Like you said, the same thing for prices of shoes and and all of the the gear and everything, it's not really affordable, and people still buy it. But I think if they were really, I don't know, if they cared and they wanted to do a service, they could really take a new look at price, especially with everything that's going on right now in the world. But it's also business, so I don't see them doing that. If they do it, it's like yay and rah rah rah. But I don't see it happening. Right. So I agree. Let's get this summation up. So, you know, like I said, going through that time, everyone was like, the NBA, they're horrible. The owners are horrible. You know, who missed the mark here? Was it on here? What do you think? Or was the mark missed? What do you think, um, Coach Lee? Um, I don't think the mark was missed. Uh, like I said, they at least put forth the effort. Um, they heard the people's voices. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of in the middle. So they did that in the moment. But then at the same time, they said they're going to go back to business as usual for next season. So they're trying to cater to both sides. I don't know how long they can do that or even if they can do that, but I give them an E for effort. All right, what do you think about that? You gonna call BS on it uh, or we gonna clap it off? What do you think about that shit? So you're saying going back to what though? Going so, back you know, to, to the protest and everything. A, poll, a voting well, poll? Yes, or you know, just the whole fact. So everyone was a fan they're of involvement saying, in the community. I mean, right. um, oh, into the politics rather. Oh, well, I think they did it, like you said, it, it was in response to the players and the players were really standing up and speaking on the behalf of the fans. And in terms of that, then maybe going forward, they will take a stand. Um, they are here for the people. If they say they're here for the people, why not be here for the people? It might not be in the form of having it available, like their arenas available on like you would call it not big election year. Like this is a big election because it's for the president. But you, when you have local, um, I guess, local elections, I don't know if it is required. I think whatever the situation calls for, it's nice that they're available. And definitely it is their individual decision. I don't know that we expect them to do it, but if they do it, it's great. 
Agree, agree. You know, yeah, I'm gonna give a shout out to the NBA for you know listening. Shout out to the players for listening to the fans and keeping you know their eyes to the street to the fans. But uh, I'm keeping my eyes to the streets to the fans to the calendar to this. I don't know, but what's tomorrow? Twisted Tuesday. <laughs> Twisted Tuesday. And we'll take it out of here until you know we talk about is it talk about or do i have to say it is it an embarrassment what what is it um depends what, what okay so do you want option one or option two? Oh, hey hey you got I'm nervous now i'll take two i'm gonna let you okay two that's a it's a two-worder okay option one would have been um i'm not the pheasant plucker i'm the pheasant pluckers mate I'm only plucking pheasants because the pheasant pluckers late. That was one, but you chose two. <laughs> Thank you. Two. <laughs> Order and Arnold Palmer. Order and Arnold Palmer. Order and Arnold Palmer. Order and Arnold, Arnold Palmer. Palmer. Order and Arnold I Palmer. So retarded. I mean, sorry. <laughs> Order and Arnold Palmer. You can do it. And you saw how I kind of counted it out. Order and Arnold, Arnold Palmer. Palmer. Yeah. Okay. Order and Arnold Palmer. Mm-hmm. That's it? Three times. Three times. Oh. oh, wait. I'm ready to get happy. I'm like, I three, did three it. Yay, me. No errors. Okay. Order and Arnold Palmer. Order and Arnold Palmer. Oh, wait. I messed up just then. It's that L, man. Arnold. Yeah. Arnold Palmer. All right, Coach oh, Lee. Man. Let's see what you got. That's okay. Order and Arnold Palmer. Order and Arnold Palmer. Order and Arnold Palmer. See, he went to magnet school. I, I applaud the effort. School. I applaud the effort because the whole point of Twisted Tuesday is to get people actually working on their communication skills. You're out here on these podcasts. People are out here on their jobs and these Zoom calls. Why not get your voice right? Get your speech right so that you can just express yourself. Sometimes you just have to call BS and you need to be prepared to say, <laughs> oh, that's some BS. And that's what this is. You know, we definitely got to do that. So uh, welcome to the OTS BS show. This is dude, Uncle Leroy, Coach Lee. And look, you know what? I think we're about to go and leave. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you check us out Thursday for Speaking with Shuli, Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. And we are going to have conversations that need to be had. See you later. And don't forget to vote. <laughs>